Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Just ready to sports. Let's go. I'm all geared up. <laughs> You're geared up? Right? I am. I'm ready to go. What's that mean? In-season tournament, baby. <clears throat> yeah. I watched it last night. Lakers, Suns, who yeah, won? Yeah. No, wait, I know who won because I saw. I didn't even see anything, but I still know who won. Isn't that uh, the power of the in season tournament? That right is there? the power of the in season tournament. I am. I think LeBron won. I ca- he did. He did win, and I caught it. I decided to do that one guy that yelled at us for not talking uh, in season tournament yesterday. I want you to know, good sir, mm-hmm. whoever the hell you are, you inspired me, and I did turn on Lakers, Suns, and Give me the rundown. And I'll tell you what, I paid attention to about mm, thirty to forty percent of it. Wasn't there some controversy out there? There was. Well, I was scrolling on Instagram for a lot, but then, uh, you know, it was on. You're on. an Instagram scroller. Yeah, it's it's easy. do that a lot. It's easy to scroll on there. He's kind of killing time. You got to kind of go through there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then there was, a, there was a phantom timeout. So there you go. There's so your what home. happened? I, I don't tell us. The, tell us, sports people, what ha- you're the sports guy. The Lakers called timeout, and yet they didn't have the ball. Oh. Yeah. Can't do that. Turns out you can't. And they were they were granted the timeout. Why? Yeah, they were granted the timeout because because now the in season tournament is fixed. And you know that it's conspiracy theory. They don't want Duran in there. They want LeBron in there. They don't want Florida State. Somehow it's a weird JFK Florida State Laker conspiracy thing. So yeah, there you go. There was the timeout. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so was, then what happened? Well, then the, the the Lakers won. They were up by two. Phoenix got the turnover. Was going to score to tie it, and then uh, no, no, they did not. Wait. So the. The Lakers were up two. Lakers were up two. There was like 10 seconds they left. They called a phantom timeout, and they got the ball? Austin Reeves turned the ball over. Like, he he got stripped. And Phoenix had it and was going to score, and they called timeout. Lakers did. The Lakers did. And they were granted the timeout. They were granted the timeout. And so they gave the ball to the Lakers? Yeah. Just like... They said that he... You still, can just do they that? They said he... I've... It was the league rigged? It was quite interesting. What's so, going on? Well, Florida State, Well, man. now I'm outraged. Now, now see, i got to watch. Now i got to talk about it. In-season tournament. 503-250-1080. <laughs> Is that still our phone number? Do you guys know? Yeah, that's still the number. 
the are, it's are not, you sure? Nope. It's not the text number. I would I would like that to still be the number. So all you idiots call the wrong phone. Oh number. no, we just have the one number now. It's, yeah, what's it's our for phone? I don't even know what our phone number is. Well, we I would like the... to not put it in, so then people don't call. Well, well they're we not going to call. We we don't. People take have calls. called in the past. Yeah, just I th- ignore them. I think the text line was actually the number that you call. I think it's. I think it does it for everything. Is that right? It, I think it, so. I think there's a sheet around here somewhere. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's the same number. I think it's the same number. It's yeah. like an iPhone. The Vancouver Ford text line. All texts to the fan are via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further, Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. VancouverFord.com. 503-864-6FAN. I believe calls Will and sends text messages. And the okay. light is annoying. So, so don't call. call Will right now. He wants to talk to you. Will called you idiots. 864-6FAN. Call him right now. I don't disagree. Keep calling. We don't want to hear what you have to say. I do. No, you don't. I do. No, you really don't. I had a guy once call me up to... to because like, if you did, you'd take calls when I'm not here. Well, I love it. But you don't. Well, I don't even know. Are we even equipped to take calls? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. You're gone. Next week, you're take starting calls. your vacation. Yeah. I got four days Thanks here on a lot, my own. guys. They're already calling. <laughs> I got taking, three people in put here. Put them on. Put them on. Thanks, Let's put them on. Absolutely not. I'm taking calls next week. <laughs> you should. I got nothing to lose. That'd be fun. I'm going rogue. That'd we're talking fun. in-season tournament. Uh, which will be wrapped up. So we're giving you a, like four days of in-season tournament recap, and we're taking phone calls. What has happened to sports radio I that a show know. cannot take phone calls? Oh, well, it's happening. Because nobody takes calls anymore, do they? Uh, well, like Feinbaum does. Oh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all that's, he does. That's all he does. Cause he, is that because he's lazy? Yeah, probably. He doesn't want to do his own content? Well, pretty much all he does is like uh, he just yells at, and like pokes the, the bear at fan bases, and then they freak out and call. I got to tell Rome you. Rome does the, uh, he does the smack off. I'm very overrated, but if I were to rank the most overrated people in sports yeah. uh, media, mm-hmm. Paul Feinbaum's number one. Oh, I don't disagree at all. Dude. I, well, who is it? I, I think see it was... him talk. He'll be on ESPN or something. I don't really see a show. My, every once in a while, like I just, just a second ago, I was flipping through here in the studio and the Paul Feinbaum show, there it is right there. It's on TV. So every time I, and I do this, every once in a while, I'll click on it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. And it's him sitting in front of a fake screen mm-hmm. talking to some idiot called, up oh, right there, Larry from Shelby, Alabama, yeah. on the phone. Ooh, Larry's and Larry's up. got hot takes, and yeah. Paul lets him go because everybody's laughing, and, and that's his show. Yeah, pretty much. I could do that. How much do they pay that guy for that? A lot. You should do that. To, I want you to do that next week. <laughs> We're going to take calls. That's how you make the money. Yeah, people saying Dan Patrick takes calls. And, does he? Yeah. Okay. Not all of time, but yeah, he does, because they do like the 6-4, you know, like 6-4-2-10, then they like ring the bell. I have not heard Ding. that show in a long time. I haven't either. I'm a dirt and spray guy, but um, yeah, we're taking calls. So we'll uh, buckle up next week. I've answered four of these calls, and they have all hung up as soon as I answer. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Cowards. Yeah. I had a guy once, we we told the story, but he, he did we... You used to get calls at our desk back when we had desks. Yeah. And well, we, had, we still do. But we don't have phones. We have phone lines, though. We have phone numbers. You have a phone number? You do, too. I don't. They originally, I think they. I think you do. They really? originally set them up that way, and you can tap into any of these phones and oh. get your oh. specific message. As a matter of fact, it actually comes to our email now. Really? Yeah. So oh. you can leave a phone message for Big Souk. Ooh. Asking him your hot sports questions. I didn't even know. And I think it, 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 yeah, you leave it on the phone, whatever number that they have here, and then it will email you. I'll be damned. Yeah. I used to get every now and then I'd, when we actually had desk phones, I'd go back and there'd be a, a message. And it would be like some dude that wanted to ask me about like the Lions running back. And he'd be like, Souk, I love the show. This is Dan. And, uh, 
What do you think about? I forget. I forget who the Lions running back was. It was like some kid from Virginia. He'd be like, "What do you think of this, like Kevin Anderson guy? I think he's really good." Hey, give me a call back, and then that was it. And um, to be fair, I, I never did call him back, and shame on me. But I did love that he thought that we were just gonna—I was just gonna call him up like after the show and be like, "Hey, man, let's talk about Lions running backs." It's very strange. But I'd get those every now well, and then. That's why sports guys—they're all thinking different out there. Yeah, you never know what's important to each and every sports guy. No, that's we, why it's hard for us. You know. Yeah. It's like, we don't know what you guys... Well, I tried to give you hot in-season tournament talk there. It's like when I called into the Royals post-game show. I think I've told you this once. <laughs> yeah. I called in as a kid, really nervous. <laughs> got through, and I told the two hosts after the game that I thought Shane Mack was underrated. <laughs> that was the big take. That was my hot... I just, yeah. like, I got to tell them. You were ready to go. And they were just like, what? <laughs> Next. <laughs> like, well, uh, I liked it. Mm. Oh, so people are reporting that uh, Will hung up on them, so... Oh no! I'm, I've answered every single one. Yeah, it's not according to this. Will. The, well, that person didn't like that I answered you with "wazza." <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't God. have fun either. Also, someone wants hot Adam Morrison highlights. What? There is there such a thing as Adam Morrison, and how do we bring Charlotte you, Bobcats? I don't know. That's just what you, they asked. I don't think there's a hot NBA. Like we could go back to like college and show them crying face down. I'm just telling you what the people are demanding while they sit in traffic calling our phone line. Yeah, it's like one person. And someone is right. One of these days we need to hijack the Mike Lynch postgame show <laughs> and just Ooh. repeatedly call in and and just and and go at it. Tell them how underrated Shane Mack is. Yeah, just get an army of of callers and let's just sit there and bomb the Mike Lynch I'll postgame tell you what, show. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> it would. Because you know he'd get flustered. Because they probably do take calls on that show. Oh, 100%. See, that's the problem with calls. One of the reasons calls have slowly weaned their way out of sports talk radio, particularly on the local level, is because they don't, like, you, in order to take calls and make them really help your show and enhance yeah. your show, you have to have a phone screener, somebody who has the time to make sure the call is going to be good, the caller is going to stay on topic, the caller is going to say what they tell you they're going to say and enhance the program, yes. right? But the produce, they cut that from the budget years ago. Yeah, it's gone. And now you just got one guy sitting in there doing it, everything. He thund- can't no, screen it's properly. Thunderdale. So, th- so th- it's Thunderdam. <laughs> so then when you get on the air... People and then everybody's doing bits these days. Yeah. Nobody is serious about anything, so they you know they come on and then they try to derail. And then it's just you know we're not you can't get through to us. I'm oh. sorry, you can on the text line and we will filter hey. from there. Hey, you know what? If you've been looking for this Canyon and Manfield style, just wait till next week. Is that's it's it's happening? We're taking. Calls. I love it. Buck, I'm gonna call. Buckle. I want you to call. I'm gonna in. be in in uh, San Diego. I hope you call in about the most underrated royal. <laughs> yeah, Shane Mack. <laughs> I want some Shane Mack. I'm talk. telling you, in 1989, <laughs> Shane Mack was effing underrated. <laughs> I'm trying to think. If I was a kid, how old were you? You said you were like 10. I was probably well in 1989. I was 14. I'd have to go back and look at when Shane Mack played for the Royals. It wasn't that. It wasn't that long. I'm so. trying to think, like, if, if you gave me, like, 12, 13-year-old me, if you gave me a, a hotline, what my hot sports take would have been, like, what was the most just thing that I was just adamant, besides the fact that I believed that Greg Jeffries was going to be the greatest <laughs> wow. baseball player of all time? 1998. 98? Oh, so that's a little, uh, that's 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 high school. Me. Was I really? 1998. Yeah. I was like in college. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Either that, or maybe you just you know you were a little older with your hot take. You got you got riled up about it. Uh... <laughs> you 
could see him winning this game, see him losing this game? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's that maybe a different team. I don't know. I got I got to look more into that. Anyway, Just see what happens. Anyway, what are you guys doing out there in Radio Land? By the way, Will Ortner in today. Hey, Jordan uh, again making the Schultz choice. Schultz has be sick. he has chosen to be sick again. Howard. So, <clears throat> I mean, we may only see him one more time if we're lucky tomorrow. Yeah, because Friday he's already yeah. scheduled to be out. Yeah. Schultz, so. new fan favorite. Yeah. So uh, we press on with the great, the indelible, the uh, that guy, Will. <laughs> that guy. Got a big show. It's Wednesday. You know, we love our Wednesday shows here. Yeah. So it's going to be huge. Probably bigger than you ever remember. Uh, do you want the poll question? Yeah, you know I love the poll. College football. So buckle up. I'm ready. Uh, it's brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. Family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. It's on X at 1080thefan. Yesterday we asked you who should be least interested in their own bowl game. Oregon won that by a lot. Well, that 59%. Doesn't, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, if you're a Duck fan, <sighs> that's... USC it, got 22%. Well, and you pointed out, no one who's lost the Pac-12 title game has ever won their bowl game. I mean, there's a... To go from a, a college playoff or a Rose Bowl or something like that to whatever it is that you're playing... It's hard, and and by the way, the Pac-12 loser never ends up in the good uh, the good matchup. They always end up getting picked last, hence having to play uh, Liberty. Like if Oregon was playing Georgia, I think that would be different. I think if Oregon was playing Florida State, that would be different. But they got you know they they get stuck at the Fiesta Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl is picking last, and so you end up with Oregon versus Liberty. I don't care about that game. I'd be surprised if Oregon cares about it at all. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, Liberty's best player. Entered the transfer portal today. Oh, well, I there, saw that. There you go. Not their quarterback, though. All right. He was their conference player of the year. Their the, quarterback. Their quarterback, and he's yeah. sticking around? Uh, yeah, At sure. least until I now. don't know. Yeah. Their defensive end, though, that's apparently their best player, he yeah. said, I'm out of here. Well, you know, the, one of the, the best defensive players in the country, was, I guess, was at uh, Texas uh, San Antonio. He had, like, ridiculous numbers, and he's out of there, too. Which is, again, we've talked about this in the transfer portal. If you're at a smaller school and you have a great year, <laughs> you gone. Thanks for coming. Did you see the uh, Vancouver Ford text line confirming my suspicions that Shane Mack was indeed underrated? Oh, man, you were just, you were spot I was on. on it. Yeah. And they just totally dismissed me. My Greg Jeffries take was not on it. He was not good. But I had a lot of his rookie cards, and I was really planning on him blowing up and being great for the Mets. Today's poll question, which team... Are you most confident would beat Washington head to head? Oh, Alabama, Michigan, Texas, or none of them? Hmm. Uh, vote, vote hard at 1080 the fan on X. I'd say none of them. Oh. I mean, you said winning the title. Well, you said confident, most confident, most confident. That means one. Then Bama. Which one? Oh, most. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Bama. I'm not confident. I, I think Washington can't. I think Wash. I've already said it to me. Washington beats Texas. I think Washington's going to continue to get healthy. And I think they're better than Texas. I don't think Texas can match up with them on the outside. Uh, I love the way that Washington played physical uh, once their defense kind of, again, got healthy. And they can shut down Oregon's run game. They can shut down Texas's. And then I think it's a a coin flip. If you ask me head up, I think I would probably take Alabama and Michigan over them. Uh, But I think those are very close games. And I... 
if I'm Washington, I'm sitting there saying, why not us? If they play the way they did against Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, they can beat any one of the remaining three teams. So, but yeah, but mo- that wasn't the. But question. most confident, I'll take Bama. I think Bama right now. Uh, I think Bama wins the whole sneaking thing. So Bama's suddenly the favorite. Bama's suddenly the favorite. A team that we wrote off. Are they really the favorite? Like no, Mich- favorite? Michigan's favorite over. Uh, oh, Alabama. Michigan is a slight favorite. Aren't yeah, they? I think it's by two. Well, it started out. I want to say at two and a half. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And I think it's actually... It's one and a half it's, I saw yeah, it today. It's, it's been bet down a little bit, so... Well, your poll is there for you to vote. Please vote hard on X at 1080 The Fan. Which team are you most confident would beat Washington head to head? Some interesting numbers on that and a report that the Civil War continues. That is next on The Fan. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. We were discussing Washington, those pesky dogs, and uh, as they were the subject subject of today's uh, poll question, uh, somebody mentioned that the uh, Washington-Texas game is a rematch of last year's exciting and and uh, shocking Alamo Bowl, Valero Alamo Bowl. And the, uh, the Huskies got them. The Huskies won the game. Yeah. Leading 27 to 10, they held on for a 27-20 victory. Well, when, I, didn't, I didn't remember that, but yeah. When you look through, and I think that's why a lot of Husky fans, when they saw that matchup, even though you know, the, I don't think Texas ha- is much better this year. Texas is much better this year, and uh, their defense is better, and that it's basically a road game. I mean, you're hearing from UW fan left and right that it's just so difficult to get down to New Orleans, and it's expensive. I think I saw that the packages from UW without game tickets is four thousand dollars to get down there. I mean, that's a it's it's steep. So. Uh, it is going to be a hostile environment, but I don't think Texas scares Washington. Um, just don't. They beat them last year, and Texas is certainly better, but so is Washington. And, again, it, 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 if Washington is healthy and their run game, like Oregon had a really good run defense. <clears throat> Let's not act like that was just like a that you ran through just a, a, a sieve out there. 
Dude, UW came out, and if they can run the ball like that with their weapons, and remember, they have all four receivers healthy for the first time. You know, they haven't had that all year, and that was the first game, and that offense looked freaking amazing. And they're going to look that way against Texas. So I just think if you're Washington, you have a big advantage, and I think they're going to throw all over Texas. Why is Texas favored then? What what are they what are they saying there? Uh, I think the idea is just again an overall talent level when you look at it, and and Washington, they're they're still the the national perception, and I get it. For six weeks, Washington didn't look good. They just didn't. After the Oregon game, there wasn't a single game that Washington played where you said that looks like a Final Four team until the Oregon game, until the the Pac-12 title game. So the question becomes, which one is Washington? Do you have the first six weeks of the season, including the Oregon game at UW? Do you have the next six weeks where Penix didn't look good, the offense didn't look good, the run game and defense kind of held up, though, which to me, if I'm a Washington fan, that's what gives me a lot of hope, is that when your offense was struggling, when Ndunze did have a punctured lung, when when Johnson was playing on one foot, when Penix, despite what they tell you, Penix had cracked ribs, and, and McMillan was out. They held that thing together with a run game and with a defense. And as those things got better, and then you saw them culminate with their best performance of the year, you saw them finally get healthy and look like a championship team. So I think a lot of people are going to look at the total body of work and say, Washington didn't look that good. And to me, I think you almost have to cut and paste <clears throat> and, and, and say, to me, Washington's best is better than Texas's best, in my opinion. But I think a lot of people look at the totality of it and and aren't going to see it that way. And from a talent standpoint, when you look at, you know, if you're looking at recruits and overall depth, people are going to say that Texas is the deeper team because Washington is thin at places, but as long as they're healthy, Washington starting 22 is really good. It's just on the, the backside of it, it's not what Texas is. Texas, just looked it up, 85th in pass defense. Yeah. That's not very good. No. But and if I think you they... look at just the last three games, mm-hmm. they are number one in the country in rush defense, Aha. which is kind of interesting. And, um, and one of their uh, big secondary guys, I think it's their, I think it was their starting safety. He's going to be out the first half of that game because he got the old uh, targeting. Well, you were talking about um, talent level, and 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 that does explain why Alabama and Texas are favored. Although I saw a look ahead line that had Alabama favored by two and a half over Texas. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I would, if I find that anywhere that I can bet it, yeah. I, I saw it online, I, it wasn't somewhere where I could bet it, I would throw my house on that. Yeah, And, and I mean Alabama. <laughs> um, and I do that based solely on uh, talent level. Oh, and then coach too. I mean, Nick Sa- is Steve Sarkeesian going to outcoach Nick Saban? No, not a chance. Well, especially so, with, with, with a time to get ready. And, and this yeah, is... Yeah, exactly. Well, hold on. So here's the thing about the talent level. I saw this today. There's only one team in the Final Four here um, with no five-star recruits. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's Washington. That's Washington. Yeah. There is another team who only has two. Do you know who that is? Uh, well, I'm guessing that's Texas. That's Michigan. Oh, Michigan. This is why Texas and Alabama are favored. favored. Texas has five or has nine five-star recruits. Alabama, eighteen. Yikes. Washington has 49 three stars. Do you know how many Alabama has? Not <laughs> 10. Yeah. It's and so and, and so that's why Alabama and Texas are the two favorites in these games. And traditionally when we've seen um the the playoff occur that 
and I feel bad because I don't think Washington is is this team. When Washington played Alabama all those years ago when they made it to the playoff, um, their offense was was eh, it wasn't good. But the defense held in held into that game. That remember Washington used to have like one of the best defenses in the country. Those guys were ridiculous. And they had Vita Vea and they had uh, McDuffie and Byron Murphy and that Shaq Thompson and dude, they just cranked Greg Gaines. They cranked out defensive guys. And now it's kind of flipped the other side. But if you want to say Washington was one of those teams, Michigan State, Cincinnati, um, it usually the team that isn't talent rich, that's kind of the outsider to the Blue Bloods, they haven't fared very well. In fact, the only one that I can really remember is TCU. And we saw what happened. TCU pulled off the, the, the great upset against Michigan, and then eh, they ran into Georgia. And again, we saw the, the talent gap. But when I look at Washington this year, to me, it's a little bit different because, yeah, there may not be five-star guys up and down the roster. And maybe back-to-back weeks against Texas and then Alabama, Texas against Michigan, maybe that rears its ugly head. But when I look at, like I said, starting 22, the overall depth, you can't make an argument Washington's the weakest team, which is why I think they took that weird six-week hiatus. But when you look at Adunze, when you look at Polk, when you look at Penix, when you look at their two tackles, I think when you look at uh, ZTF, I think when you look at Trice, when you look at Muhammad, there's first and second round NFL players up and down this team. Now, if you get past that and you get some injuries, now you're in trouble. But a month to get ready, which is why I don't know if Washington wins the whole thing, but with a month to get ready, I'll take Washington starting 22 over Texas's starting 22. And I don't think you need a ton of depth, at least in that first game. You're going to have multiple weeks to get healthy. Against Oregon, it was the healthiest they've been. So I think Washington you're feeling pretty good about this. If this was like a 12-team playoff, now I'd be sweating bullets because your depth will get exposed when having to play great team, great team, great team, great team. Well, they don't have the stars, but they they certainly have the experience. Yes. Right? Isn't that some of the... It's a special year. That's some of how they make up uh, the lack of of depth or the lack of talent. Yeah. Um, Even though it's not that big of a disparity, disparity, it does sound drastic when you look at it based off recruiting stars, but... Kids get better over four years. Yeah. Look at Michael Penix. Yeah. And so that's why Washington is having the year they're having because a lot of these guys are gone. Yes. I mean, they're losing a ton of guys. Like, if you, like, Washington has gotten over Oregon the last two years, obviously. But if, if, to me, if you're looking into the future, I think Oregon is set up a lot better than Washington is simply because they're bringing in a talent pool that's superior. And, and yeah, Washington grows and develops and they're going to go into the transfer portal and all that. But when you're picking from better athletes, more often than not, you're going to be consistently better. Whereas when you're a grow and develop team, there's probably going to be some highs and lows because when those guys move on, it's going to be really hard to find four receivers or three receivers like Washington had this year. Oh, and by the way, a Heisman Trophy level quarterback, it's going to be a lot harder to reproduce that. Whereas if you just have a big group of deep, talented guys, wash or not like Alabama and, and, and Michigan and Georgia, Look at all the guys Georgia has lost over the last two years, and it just they just seem to recycle them. Every year it's like, oh, well, these are the next guys. And I think it's harder to do at, well, it, I know it's harder to do at programs like Washington's. And that's the one thing that if I'm a Husky fan scares me a little bit is that DeBoer so far with all of his success isn't really lighting up the recruiting rankings. In fact, they had their big, the best player, I guess, in the state of Washington, a running back, who's from their backyard. He just committed to Arizona State. He's from O'Day, so he's literally in downtown Seattle. And he, he took ASU. 
over over Washington, and I think that that stings a little bit. I, I think the other thing that hurts you, Dub, is the way that they're winning feels like a traditional Pac-12 team, at least since the college football playoff has started. Like, they're barely beating teams, so a lot of the national pundits are like, oh, this is a classic Pac-12 team where they score a bunch of points, they have a bunch of guys on offense, but defensively they're really poor, and I, I think UW's defense has been underrated the entire season. I mean, you just watch their D-line dominate Oregon's O-line, and better. Oregon's offensive line, that's a top 10 O-line yep. in the country minimum, yep. and they had pushed around every team from Utah to uh, you know Texas Tech to whoever they played in the Pac-12, <clears> but they got pushed around by UW. So I think, too, what hurts UW is the way that they've won in the past and the way that everybody thinks about UW, it feels like that old-school Pac-12 team where it's all offense, no defense, and that's just not the case. It's a good point, and that would be why I – We'll be betting on the Huskies. I like them. Yeah. Plus the points. I like them against the Longhorns, but I I yeah, will after probably. That, we'll I, see. I think that you're probably your champion is coming out of the Michigan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And and, uh, and and Bama game, but so now it wants well, to be good. Yeah. But now we wait uh, a whole month before they lace them up. I know, <laughs> so stupid. All right, let's get to uh, the real story of the day. We have buried the lead, no question. Will the Civil War rivalry be back? Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, there's a report out there in uh, media land. <clears throat> that has Oregon and Oregon State playing football against one another next year. Yes. That's the Civil War, guys. That's uh, a game four more the Civil War. You're canceled. No, it's the Civil War <laughs> until they give me a new name. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one but that isn't stupid. The report is that the there's a lot of shuffling that will go on. Uh, Oregon's non-con... The game will be September 14th, Yes, by at, the way. At the Burrito, by the way. Reeser. Yes. And then they'll be back at Ots in 2025. Uh, Oregon non-con next year will now look like this. Hawaii, Idaho, Boise State, Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was Hawaii, Idaho, Texas Tech, and Boise State. But Texas Tech is moving over to play Washington State, mm-hmm. and Boise State is jumping a week uh, back to play Oregon a week earlier. So some teams were willing to kind of uh, move some stuff around in order for this to continue. So the Beavs non-con is now Idaho State, Oregon, and Purdue. Previously, it was Idaho State, Boise State, yes, and Purdue. So, yeah, Boise State, 
will probably be now, well, I guess it's not really a conference game, but yeah, I would exactly. assume it's going to be on the books and it'll just be part of the scheduling alliance, which we know is there with the Mountain West, but we don't yeah. know what teams and yeah. the dates and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, and Washington State is taking on Texas Tech on the date they were going to play San Diego State, but that game just moves to later in the year because they're going to do the Mountain West scheduling line. Yes. So it all kind of shuffles works out. around, works out. Teams are being cool. Everybody's being cool. And now we're all going to play. And It sounds like from 2024 and 2025, there's uh, an agreement in place that hopefully will be announced and finalized very soon. And then after that, you would assume, like if you can do it those two years, then you would assume that you can keep going forward. But remember, the thing with Washington State and Oregon State is – in two years, we don't know what this is going to look like. Washington State and Oregon State's whole plan is to just tread water for two years and see what happens because they're you know the ACC could be broken up in 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 those years and then after that, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff from a, a an ACC Pac two Big Twelve merger to the Big Twelve expanding to the backfill of Mountain West teams to the Pac twelve, and there's even one out there where. The ACC, the Big 12, and whatever new version of the Pac-12, it would be one umbrella but three separate leagues where they would basically play exclusively themselves and they would get three bursts into the playoff, but it would be under one banner. They would negotiate TV deals as one. They would schedule as one, Hmm. but it would still be three independent leagues. It'd be like the Voltron of college football. Well, we don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, who knows? But it it, it sounds like for the next two years. They're going to play. Yes. And I don't know how you feel about that. Um, Somebody texted in already, the Vancouver 4 text line, and they were like, or no, I'm sorry, it was on Twitter. They shot us a note saying, hey, you know, this is stupid. Students won't even be on campus on the 14th of September. And his point was, hey, it's not going to have the same feel. It won't. And he's one of those Beaver fans who's like, Get, you know, screw the Ducks. We don't want to play them. Yeah. And so I don't know how many people feel that way, but I can certainly see that viewpoint. It is um, It's weird because it feels like this the, the rivalry, even if it continues – it never really was balanced. Oregon and, and Washington always had major advantages. But it feels like now that any sort of perceived advantage is no longer a perceived one. It's just, it's undeniable now. It's becoming more like Colorado, Colorado State, where, you know, one's up, one's down. And so I, I get not wanting to kind of play sacrificial lamb or, or play little brother when you really are now the little brother you got left behind, but... What are the financials? They get a bunch of money for playing. Oregon I don't. State? I don't. I don't know how all that's going to work. Normally, when you do a home and away like that, yeah, there is a split. Like with with the Apple Cup, the first year it's going to be at Lumen Field, and it's a fifty fifty split of all revenue. And then after that, then it goes to the the home and away. And so I know. just don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other rivalries that are out of conference that really, I don't know, kept their luster. I mean, I know Florida. Well, maybe USC Notre Dame kind of does. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the best one, and they play it towards the end of the year. And Florida, Florida State, kind of, but only probably only regionally. Yeah, I mean Clemson, South Carolina, but South Carolina is has been the little brother now with, yeah. lately with with Clemson smacking them around. It's hard. I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. I, I'm in the minority. I'm one of those that uh, thinks that maybe it's best if that just ends. But no. I get it. I'm not. You know, I no. if if obviously there's a lot of momentum to keep it. And so we'll see how it feels. I don't know if it will stop being meaningful. I don't know. 
but it feels like it certainly feels like it's going to be a lot different. Well, and it feels like to me there's a split. And I threw something up on Twitter, and we've listened to different you know people text in, and you know you try to keep your finger on the pulse. And we've taken all these calls about all the calls about it, Canyon and Manfield. I just feel like it's really divided. I think, and and by the way, I think it's more divided than the Apple Cup. I I feel like there's more venom. from Beaver fan towards Duck than there is Coog to Husky. And there's plenty uh, in the Apple Cup. I just feel that there's a lot of Beaver fans that wouldn't mind giving this thing the old uh, Scroogey and just saying nuts to you. But that's why I said, hopefully as the years go on that this, some of this goes away and you can get back to it being a, a, a great rival. I just, I don't know. I, you know, you ever I think ha- late in the year it feels a lot cooler than well and, and when there was really things on the line and you know there that's, were years that's why late in the year is better it's better because if both teams are good now it's really meaningful we ever have that where it's like your, your buddy from college or you know even a kid that you grew up with and, and it's been a while since you've seen him and then you go back and you guys meet up for dinner and it's fun but it's just not the same like you both have kind of moved on and you know you, you you're married with kids and he's still single and you know, it's like one of you's doing well and the other one not so much. And it's like you try to recreate it, but it's not. It does feel a little bit like that, that they're going to try to make this the way it was. And, and it's not. Doesn't mean it can't be good, but it's not going to be the it's not going to be the same because we'll never have one of those again where it's for the the right to go to the Pac-12 title game. It's never going to be where. You know, you win that, and 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 one's in the Pac-12 title game, and one's not. It's just, it's it's not going to carry that meaning, especially now with the 12 team playoff. It's it's not going to have a, a huge significance on the way your season ends, uh, for the most part. So it's just, it, it's not going to carry the same gravity, and 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 it does feel unless Oregon State and Washington State find a lifeline in some sort of new conference. It really will be. You thought it was imbalanced before from a talent and a budget standpoint. It's only going to get worse and, and worse by a factor of 10. Yeah, it might not be all that fun to for either side to sit and see the the gap grow yeah. on the field. Yeah. I, I, That's not fun. I think they have an opportunity, though, to have it kind of be like a West Virginia Pitt thing where regionally they do hate each other, and that is a game that they play early in the year, and they have a bunch of chance. The only issue with that is West Virginia and Pitt are on a similar playing level. Yes. Um, but those are fun games, and, and I do enjoy watching that type of rivalry, so maybe that's kind of your best-case scenario. But when Well, Iowa, Iowa State play. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that yeah. that seems to matter there. Well, but that's why I said, like, if Oregon State found a way into the Big Twelve, and you were both kind of working at the same goal, but when you, when you have a division like this, it feels like you're punching down, and that's I, th- I think that's going to be tough. If this ends up being, and already these are mostly the last however many years, they've been fairly one sided affairs. There's moments where Oregon State has risen up, and there's been moments where Washington State rises up, and and they have those, but. Let's be honest. That these have largely been um, dominated by the, the the bigger brother, and if you get a stretch now where you're getting eight, nine of these out of ten, and it's it's one sided, or these games aren't that competitive, it's going to get old real fast. If they find a way though to to pull some upsets, if you find a way to be competitive and have this be one of those, oh my god, we did it, we slayed the dragon. That's one thing, and I just don't know what the future is going to look like. I mean. We talked about it come December fourth, but if you're Oregon State right now, you got bigger fish to fry, right? You lost your coach, you lost a bunch of your your, your staff, you lost 
the best recruit you've had in 15 years. You just lost your your young stud tight end. You lost your best freshman in the corner. Hopefully that's it. Hopefully you can stop the bleeding, but you got bigger fish to fry right now, just kind of making sure that everything stays together and, and, and the Oregon stuff needs to come secondary to all that. All right, what do you think? Civil War may continue. Sounds like it. Uh, they'll play it next year at Reeser in 2025 at Austin. Uh, do you want that to happen? 503-864-6326 is the Vancouver Ford text line. We'll get to some texts, and a boycott may be coming. Another, I've got another Florida State conspiracy for you. I love a good boycott. <laughs> Let's go. What are we, what are we boycotting? Now? Uh, you just wait. It's 346 on the fan. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, some text messages here about uh, the Ducks and Beavers continuing the Civil War. Looks like it is going to happen, according to one report. Uh, this text says, let's recap things from a Beavers point of view. Oregon State has been relegated to group of five status and talent level after a 10-win season. And... The, there's multiple texts, so I have to make sure they're in the right order. Yeah. And, and eight-plus win season. We lost our coach, quarterbacks, and have no conference. But we're supposed to celebrate the opportunity to continue to play Oregon, who is getting a net positive out of realignment, while also are holding up a lawsuit. The Beavers need to just get some assets to survive. No to all of this. Yeah. They should move on. The Beavers need to move on. Oregon did. I want nothing to do with them. Find a different school to play. This is just another kick in the junk. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I do. I mean, I I, I understand that that line of thinking. Um, to me, I, I think there's uh, value in still playing the game, but I definitely understand that, that way of thinking. Here's Be- a text that says, As a Beaver fan, I don't see why we'd play that game. Any minuscule chance we'd have at relevance would be going undefeated through our conference. But you're going to play... You're going to play up, and you know I, I, you're not just going to sit there and, and play Mountain Passies, West teams. Yeah. Mountain West teams, if that's <clears throat> what you end up being, they do play up. In fact, that's one of those things that it's like the highlight of those seasons is playing those sorts of games. And by the way, sitting around in your conference and just hiding like that's no one does that. The exception of maybe like Liberty or something. Well, and you need the paydays. Yeah, you got to have the paydays. Play so, some big games, get some big money. The only thing that I'll the only thing that I will say is a saving grace, and there's not many, and it's not really a saving grace. I guess it's just a it's a perspective. Is I hear from from Oregon State fan and Washington State fan a lot that that this takes away our chance, right? And if you're really being honest, the chance wasn't really there. It wasn't. If we go back, I mean, God, how far do you want to go back? Like when when was the uh, when was the like the Terry Baker days right I mean you, you can go back into the you can go back into from starting like 1970 if you want I think they've had one 11 win season in in all those years and that was the Dennis Erickson year right and and that was a you had a really close year now you've had some good years right and you had some years where Mike Riley I think you won nine games and uh, I think he even pulled a 10 win uh, season and you were a game away from the Rose Bowl but you know. While this does suck, and there's no way around, and it does feel like you are getting left behind, you know, you can still have very fulfilling football, I would hope, just maybe with recalibrated expectations. And I guess I'm just saying from a perspective standpoint, and this, by the way, goes for like 90% of the teams in the country. Maybe you needed or it would have been beneficial to have 
better realistic expectations anyways. I feel I played at a school at BYU that won a national title, and I'll tell you, it drives me crazy, and our national title is a complete joke. That 84 national title, stop it. We were, I think we beat one ranked team all year. They, we, they beat like a six or seven win, win Michigan team in their bowl game in the Holiday Bowl, and they were national champs because they were only ones undefeated. It would never happen. And it drove me nuts when BYU fan would tell me, and, and to this day still, like, how do we get back? You don't. It's not going to happen. Like, you need to recalibrate what you have for an idea for a, a successful season. And that's what this is going to be. You are going to drive yourself quick, crazy if you keep hitting your head into the wall and saying, we should have, we should have, we should have, we should have, we should have. And, and the only way to move forward in this is to just simply say, it's time for a recalibration. Fingers crossed, maybe somewhere down the line something else happens. But for right now, we should probably recalibrate and take enjoyment and take um, joy out of your football program, which you've had for 50 years. You haven't won a national title, but you still enjoyed being a Beaver fan. And you can still do it. You just have to recalibrate the way you think. I think that's true, but I also think they're being a little too pessimistic at Oregon State. I mean, just how about a little faith? And and that's not faith that you're going to win championships it's just faith that you'll be that you'll be able yes that you'll be okay that you'll be able to keep up there is going to be a new normal yes but you've always been behind the eight ball all this doom and gloom is very i don't know it's very frustrating i think you should have uh have a little more faith in that being a good program uh they'll raise some money they'll great stadium great facilities that's right that's right they're doing everything they can um, you get a couple coaching hires right. Yes, you have to do more with less, but you've always had to do more with less. You can keep You're not dead. Yeah. And I just, I, I sort of get tired of this attitude of, oh, I don't even care anymore. Oh, come on. You do care, and you should care. And I think they will surprise. I just think they'll surprise you. I hope so. Um, now, should they play Oregon? I, I kind of tend to side with the viewpoint that maybe they shouldn't. Somebody said... Um, you know, Washington State, this is another text, they said Washington State has accepted that their little brother and Oregon State has not and won't. And I, I feel like that, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this, being Northwest guys, both of these, but <clears throat> uh, it seems to me that Washington State was always little brother. Washington, like you go all the way back to the 90s, yeah. Washington was king, and Washington State was not. You go all the way back to the 90s, Oregon and Oregon State, weren't they pretty similar? Well, yeah, because the, the, when when Oregon had the rise of their program, I think that's the difference is it felt like Washington yeah. was always there. Oregon State and Oregon both sucked. Well, hence, that's what I'm saying. Hence so, the toilet bowl. So it, I don't think it's fair to compare Washington State's view of Washington to Oregon State's view of Oregon. Oregon State comes from a different place yeah. because they no, people in their lifetime – yeah. Saw them as equals. Yeah, and they it was a very equal rivalry. Yeah. Washington State, Washington has never been that. No. Not that Washington State hasn't won their share and, and knocked them off or this or that. It just, Washington has always been big brother. Whereas I think Oregon State fan, fan views it like, and this is maybe part of why this sucks so much and why all the doom and gloom, is that they at one time had a perspective of, wow, these two programs were fairly equal, Oregon, Oregon State, and now look at where the the rise of Oregon and look at where, what we're relegated to. I get that that's got to be really frustrating. Yeah, the funny is I, I caught that because when I was started getting recruited in like 94, that was Oregon going to the Rose Bowl. You know, and 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 kind of the the building of the Mashovsky Center and the first indoor facility, and, and I I saw it, and someone pointed out in the Vancouver Four text line, 
Vancouver, Washington used to be Husky territory. Like when you drove around that, it was Husky, nothing but Husky. And you see a lot of Oregon stuff now. It's it's kind of been like annexed into Oregon. And I think Washington and Washington State and Oregon State kind of had to watch the rise of Oregon. And so, yes, I couldn't agree more that I think it's been harder for Oregon State to watch what's happening at, at Oregon because it was, I, don't, I, I guess it just was unexpected. And then there's always that feeling of, it's that damn Phil Knight, and that's the difference. Whereas Washington always had giant built-in advantages being in Seattle and, and the established program, where I feel like the other one just – you watch one guy come in and be like, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to the next level. And that uh, – yeah, I, I think that has been a, a hard thing to to deal with. I also think the type of alumni is a little different. Like Washington State has always been the people who couldn't get into UW, not trying to attack anyone who went to Washington State, but UW's – usually a richer crew, right? And Washington State's more like the people's university. I could be wrong, but I feel like Oregon and Oregon State, there isn't like, oh, one is a richer university or at least like a richer alumni base until recently. Somebody asked a good question. What what does this mean for Oregon State baseball? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know either. Don't know. That's a hell of a program. Yeah. The, the good thing about the baseball program is you don't have to be a power you don't have to be in a power conference. You look at some of the great baseball programs yeah. from Pepperdine and Cal State, Long Beach. Like You don't have to have, as long as Oregon State is willing to continue to fund it, and they said they have. And this is the other one, Beaver fan. <laughs> I don't know how long-term this is, but Oregon State has said we will continue to fund this as a Power 5 program going forward. So that alone should give you a little bit of faith that maybe you can pull your, your way out of this. Um, but as long as they're they're willing to do that, I don't see why Oregon State baseball would have to take some sort of gigantic step backwards because they've already established themselves as one of the truly elite programs across the country. All right, up next, is a boycott coming? It's 4 o'clock on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.